John. Reclining at table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel of bread and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered into him. So Jesus said to him, what you're going to do, do quickly. Now, none of those reclining at table realized why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the common purse, Jesus had told him, buy what we need for the feast of Passover or give something to the poor. So Judas took the morsel and left at once. It was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, but as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow me later. Peter said, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus said, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of you will betray me. This is the Last Supper of Jesus. It's Passover. He's gathered with his disciples and he breaks this to them. They don't know what's going on. They're ready to sing their songs. There's a traditional Hebrew song. It's called Dayenu. And what it means is that what all God has done for us, any of what God did for us would have been enough. Dayenu, it would have been enough he created us. It would have been enough he made man and woman. Dayenu, he would have been enough he created the stars and the sky. It would have been enough, but he kept doing more and more. Dayenu. So the apostles are festive. They're in a festive mood. It's like the liberation feast. Very important for Jews to celebrate Passover. So it was not unusual for them to gather. If you years ago when we were in the Holy Land 
the guide took us to the traditional place that's regarded as the place, what we call the upper room, where space was made for Jesus to have his last supper with his disciples. It's down a narrow street, and it's very close to the tomb of King David. Very close, walk up the stairs. And the room was renovated through the years and the centuries, and it's sort of Gothic, but it's a large room, an off the corner gallery, and there is traditionally where Jesus celebrated the Passover. I say that to put us into a historical context. It was a location. He's eating with real people, his disciples. One of you will betray me. Could you imagine hearing that from Jesus? You've been with him for three years, you've been celebrating, you've seen his miracles, you've seen him multiply fish and bread and heal people. And we're 12 faithful disciples, I guess. And then it echoes, one of you will betray me. And you know the story. Judas sells him out for a few silver pieces. Silver pieces, not even enough to buy a pair of sandals, we're told. 30 silver pieces. One of you will betray me. So he goes to Golgotha, he's crucified, he's taken from the cross, he's placed into the tomb, and the echo of that phrase is probably still in the ears of the disciples, one of you will betray me, and by now they have a good idea of who it was. Probably when searching for Judas until they find him outside the city gates hanging from a tree, having taken his own life because that betrayal took place and it was Judas who sold him. And we don't know the motivation. It could have been greed, it could have been politics. We didn't get into the heart of Judas, but we do know what went into the heart of Judas and that was Satan. And John says in his Holy Gospel, Satan entered him and it was night imagery that John uses frequently. Jesus is the light and night represents Satan. Darkness, sin. He often talks about, even to Nicodemus, things that go on in the daylight everybody's proud of, but only evil things happen at night. One of you will betray me. And Jesus goes to the cross and achieves the resurrection with the hope that we will follow him through the ministry of his disciples and his apostles and his evangelists, the word goes on. Who would ever think after the resurrection that anyone would betray him ever again? People do. We read the papers this morning, hear the newscasts, one person on a train in Brooklyn shot up the whole train, maybe killed, definitely wounded many people. That's a betrayal. Because we're people made in the image of God. And God wants, he doesn't care what 
religion we follow, he came and sent his son so we would have the answer. And many people follow their conscience and follow God through other means of faith. But we know in our faith that Jesus is the answer. And if we follow Jesus, we're obligated to not betray him. And we're meant to share that faith with everyone through our behaviors and our words. Yet one of you who will betray me still goes on in the world. And it doesn't have to be Christians only. Any one person who commits a crime of murder, rape, taking advantage of people, is betraying the Creator. Jesus is equal with the Father. He was coexistent with the Father from all times. So if we talk to Jesus, we can talk to the Creator. We know He's the Creator as well. So all people are subject to His dominion. And yet, people betray Him still. Hurting one person, taking advantage of one person, is a betrayal of God. What's going on in the Ukraine is an awesome betrayal. Very clear, very vivid betrayal. Motivated by one man who is supposedly Christian. And his greed, his lust for power, his insensitivity. Satan, I am sure, entered his heart. And Satan's hate for God and God's creation, I think, motivates the president of Russia to do what he is doing, to destroy life, contradicting God and his creation a hundred percent. We read these things, whether locally or internationally, it's Jesus' words coming true. One of you will betray me. We could look around. Maybe that betrayal will happen locally by any one of our insensitivity to another, our greed, our prejudice, our hate. Works of the devil. God is love. Everything contradicting love is of Satan. And you saw what Satan did. He entered the heart of Judas and betrayed Jesus, son of man, God. How powerful Judas' motivator was, Satan. How powerful Satan is and very subtle. When we think things are okay, he's got a field to enter. And he encourages us, those who are here, those who are receiving the Eucharist, those who are listening to the word of God, those who will be receiving the sacrament of anointing at the end of mass. He wants you and he'll get you if your defenses of prayer are not up 24 seven.
It's subtle. Prejudice, hate, greed, subtle. Sometimes in a joke, sometimes nonchalantly, sometimes through the media, very subtle. And Satan has an in. This week, this Holy Week, is a week of torture and pain. Tomorrow, Wednesday, is usually called Spy Wednesday, when Jesus is being spied upon by Judas and the soldiers. Where is he? How will we get him? And you know the kiss that betrays Jesus, the kiss of Judas. One of you will betray me. How about today, 21st century, here in our own city, our own parish, in our own families? Is my behavior betraying Jesus? That's an examination of conscience that every one of us needs to reflect on. If I, if, if I don't say, is my behavior, how is my behavior betraying Jesus? Examine our own consciences. It could happen in a subtle way, or it could happen in a megalomaniac way, as we see in Russia and other parts of the world. Don't, don't isolate Russia for being instruments of Satan. Satan is strong. Satan wants to win, and he'll win one person at a time if we give ourselves over to him through greed, through hate, through prejudice, who take advantage of one another. And he's working on it. And this week above all weeks, he's really working on it because too many people are in church. Too many people are listening to the, the, the Palm Sunday readings. Too many people will be observing Good Friday here. Too many people will stay before the Blessed Sacrament on Holy Thursday. Too many people will be singing Alleluia. He is risen on Sunday and Saturday. So Satan is working over time and he's a spirit so he can get anywhere you can imagine. So in the name of Jesus, let's focus this week on Jesus, the cross and the holy resurrection and examine our own consciences. Jesus, help each one of us to not betray you in any way, subtly or grand, grandly. Help us to not betray you by examining our conscience and being very aware of who we are, where we are, and what our Christian responsibility is. It's the only way we'll keep Satan out and bring Jesus in. Will one of you betray Jesus?